Welcome to the Skip Base Fantasy Disc Golf Podcast, your choice for the best and probably worst disc golf picks on the internet. Every week I try to pick a band from the state that we're in, and how do you not pick R.E.M. when you're in Georgia, from Athens, Georgia? What's the Frequency Candace is one of my favorite songs, and it was a really hard choice between that and Night Swimming, but you know what? We went with What's the Frequency Candace, so now we're going to move on to the Champions Cup. I'm your host and the site creator, John Van Dersen. Welcome to episode four. I'm going to quickly recap my picks from Music City Open, which was two weeks ago already now, and we can talk a little bit more about the upcoming major, the Champions Cup. First, let's look at the picks from the Music City Open over in Nashville. Uh, this event was kind of snake bitten with rain on the first two days making that event seriously drag on for the front nine every single round, it felt like. Last, well, two weeks ago, my MPO picks were Chris Dickerson was the lock of the week, and then Jake Mon was my player to watch, kind of the lower-rated guy. Now, Chris was in contention to win up until about five holes left in the event when he really started to fall off. But honestly, this was the easiest lock of the season for me, and he paid off assuming you decided to take him. Jake Mon did not elevate himself to a spot where he was really worthwhile for your team. Jake finished right in the middle of the field. There were a few other players that were rated lower than Jake that you probably could have picked up instead. Someone like a Jake Wolf or a Tyler Horn. Both would have been better picks than Jake Mon. The MPO players I told you to avoid... Isaac Robinson, and James Conrad. That's a swing and a miss for Isaac Robinson for me. Ah, that guy played well. He finished ninth. Uh, He broke his streak of bad play at this particular event. But no question that avoiding James Conrad was the right move. James was just outside the top 10 when it comes to highest rated players but ended up finishing outside of the cash. Uh, I think that James is going to perform better going into Champions Cup. Now that he actually qualified, he was the leading qualifier this morning. Uh, this is, But the course is more attuned to his wood play. The rain at MCO made everything muddy, and if you know James, you know his game, you really know he has that long run-up, and if he can't do that, it really just throws him for a loop. And I think he had that issue those first two days. Flipping over to FPO, my picks were Haley King and Caroline Henderson. And Henderson played well above her 921 rating. But she was not the optimal play in FPO. That would have been Allie Smith, who finished top 10 and was only rated 925. But I would say if you picked up Caroline Henderson, you really didn't have any complaints about that. Moving over to Haley King. Haley King was the 8th highest rated player at the event, and she finished 11th. So not a horrible pick, but there were a lot of players that you could have probably picked that had a lower rating and finished better. Overall, the course really seemed to favor the long throwers in FPO more so than the accurate throwers. So make a note of that for next year if we're back. And the FPO I told you to avoid at MCO were Missy Gannon and Lisa Fakus. Not only did Missy win last year, I told you to avoid her, 
she ended up in seventh this year. So had you picked her, it really wouldn't really have hurt you. But for being the third highest rated player here, she finished lower than her where her rating put her. Eh, call that a wash. I think uh, you were better off not picking her. Lisa Fakus, oof. She finished 38th out of 50. This is just not an event that was made for her. As we said, distance was key out here, and that is not Lisa Fakus's game. Lisa is another player who I would probably pick this week at Champions Cup to perform better than her rating. And real quickly, we'll talk about the Blue Ridge event that happened just last weekend. Tatar walked away with it. Nine strokes between her and the next closest competitor. And once again, Gannon Burke comes off of the chase card to win. Are we going to see this three weeks in a row with a winner coming off of the chase card at the upcoming Champions Cup? I don't know. But speaking of the Champions Cup, this is our first pro major of the year. The Champions Cup is held at the IDGC on the W.R. Jackson course. W.R. Jackson is a long and heavily wooded course. You really need to be in the fairway because, honestly, being just a little off can send you ricocheting into that uh, that rough that is very difficult to recover from. So the first player on my list of must-haves, it's Paul McBeth. Honestly, it's a major. You can't go wrong with Paul. He is the highest rated player here, so be careful. Paul was just really a non-factor at the last Elite event over at MCO. But again, this is a major. And Paul has been a factor at every major for years and years and years. Last year at this event, he had a really bad round and was out of contention. But then he followed it up with like a 16 under par to push him back up into, I believe, the top 10. So Paul is my 1040-plus lock of the event. If you want to spend some ratings points, Paul's the guy to do it. But beware, like I said, he is the highest-rated player. So if you take him and he ends up not finishing in your top five, it's going to tank your week. But as we know, picking Paul, that's the easiest call in the world. Who's going to be our risky pick this week? We could go Gavin Babcock. Last year, he played well at all of the majors. Didn't perform great at the Elite Series events, but the majors. But I'm not feeling Gavin quite yet. He hasn't been performing very well. So I'm going to go with Connor O'Reilly. Connor played well here at WRI Jackson last year, and in general seems to be a really solid woods golf player. His rating of 1015 is honestly a steal at this course. And it would not shock me to see him take a top 20 finish here. Over in the FPO, I'm going to go with players who can really carve their way through the woods. As I said, this is a pretty heavily wooded course. You need to stay in the center of the fairway. And the top of that list is Sarah Hokum. Sarah is coming off a really well-played event over at Blue Ridge. And she's honestly made her career out of Woods Golf. She's currently the 10th highest rated player here, but I honestly feel that she has huge potential to take top five with her ability to shape almost any shot she needs through the woods. So I think Sarah Hokum is a really solid pick for her rating. The other FPO pick, who's further down the ratings ladder because you're going to need somebody to kind of play it well above their rating if you want to perform well here, um, Luke Lorenzen. 
Luque finished 18th at the Champions Cup last year. And she's just getting back from a trip overseas. Same thing Kristen Tatar did last week, and she won. Is it going to work for Luque? We'll find out. Um, but if for some reason you don't trust Luque, who hasn't been extremely consistent this year, uh, a good safe bet for a lower-rated player could be Paige Shu, who is now a local to North Carolina, which is real close to Georgia. Similar type of uh, golf being played. And Paige is a former world champion, as we know. And Paige has a very good consistency playing slower discs and keeping them in the middle. She usually doesn't get herself into a lot of trouble. She doesn't have the distance that I think you need on this course to win. But it wouldn't shock me to see her take a top five just based on consistency. Let's look at some players to avoid. I didn't do too bad on the people to avoid for MCO other than Isaac Robinson. So let's see if I can kind of keep my streak alive. Uh, over on the MPO side, I like to pick one 1040 player to avoid. It just it makes it a little more of a difficult challenge for me to do these because anyone can pick, you know, your lowest rated players to avoid. This week, there are nine 1040 plus rated players to choose from. And after a really good weekend at MCO, I think we're going to see Anthony Barella have a letdown weekend. Barella hasn't played the Champions Cup before. And Anthony isn't really known for his woods golf. He's got the distance, but does he have the accuracy to keep it in the middle and the scramble ability? That's where I'm really worried. The other MPO player that I am personally avoiding is Emerson Keith. Emerson's had an up and down year so far. And after pulling out of the MCO, I'm just not confident in Emerson's ability going into the Champions Cup. Uh, which probably means he's going to win this event. <laughs> uh, everyone's, you know, every week I, I pick someone who to avoid who does really well. So maybe, hopefully maybe Emerson can come out of this with a, with a win and make me look foolish. FPO players to avoid. Holland Hanley. Same reason I'm avoiding AB on the MPO side. I don't think that Holland quite has control over her drives in this style of wooded course. And being slightly off your lines is going to hurt here a lot, especially when you have the power of Holland Hanley. Those little kicks go a long way. If you want to see all of my exact picks for this week, I post them on the Champions Cup preview article out on skipbase.com. Go out and take a look at it. Let's talk a little bit about draft leagues and waiver wires. Uh, over on MPO, there's a few players out there who are still rostered in under 65% of the leagues who may be available to help you in your league if you want to grab them. Yuna Heinenen. Yuna's been a sneaky play all season. He's averaging 27th place and really only owned in 42% of leagues. This is a guy that I would want on my bench in the upcoming few months if I was going to bet on some potential. Averaging 27th place isn't bad, and it's better than some of the guys out there who are uh, taking up some bench space, more than likely. Take a look at your guys and see if Yuna would fit your particular team. The FPO waiver wire, I think letting a former champ sit out there could be bad in retrospect. Paige Shu is still unowned in 53% of leagues, but if you're not confident in paid shoe. The other pick might be Caroline Henderson. I talked about her earlier. 
Now, she isn't playing Champions Cup, so do not pick her up and expect her to play this week. But this upcoming star is still available in 55% of leagues. And looking at her future schedule, she's got a full agenda on her plate. So if you have the room on your bench to pick up an FPL player, this is a long-term play that could really turn dividends. And if you want to see all my data over the last few years, you can find a link in the show notes below, or you can go to skipbase.com slash champ past, C-H-A-M-P-P-A-S-T. This is going to be the exclusive place where I share my research, my Excel spreadsheet. Now, honestly, this week, because it's only the second year of the event, you could probably just go to the PDGA website and really take a look there. And if you really want to get uh, detailed, which I didn't quite do, you could look at Worlds the last time it was played at WR Jackson and maybe get a little bit better idea of some of those players who are going to perform better at WRR Jackson. Some other notes. Ricky's back. I trust him again. He had a slow start at MCO, but it didn't really take long for him to get back into the swing of things. He played a complete event at Blue Ridge as well, and he, you know, he didn't win, but he performed well. So I trust Ricky again. Get him into those lineups if you can afford him. It's not going to uh, disappoint. But I still, Val Mondahano is still a name that uh, we can't quite trust. She's been shooting for Champions Cup to get back. I have not heard yet, as of Monday afternoon, whether she's playing. I'm willing to bet that she gives it a try. But with that ankle injury, I just can't trust her. But if if she's fully healed, I think she steps into being a top 15 player immediately with maybe a potential for top 5. It's just really tough to come back for your very first event after being off all offseason and expect that type of potential. And this week, I do want to thank our sponsor for the Champions Cup Skip Ace Pro-Only Challenge, Ledgestone Discs. Thanks, Ledgestone. Ledgestone has kindly sponsored us with a $100 gift certificate to their store. And as you know, Ledgestone has some of those rare Discraft exclusives that are going to be dropping anytime now. You can enter into the Pro Exclusive, the Skip Ace Pro Exclusive event by going to skipbase.com slash pro, signing up, and then looking at the event matchup area. There you'll see the one that's exclusive every week for pro members. So get yourself signed up and enter to win a $100 gift certificate to Ledgestone's shop. 